0: What up, Yohanyaks? Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back to the Monday edition of the Randomly Viking Podcast, where today, as you can tell by the title, we are going to be talking about um, how you cannot, apparently, sharpen the tips of your finger like you do when you like say whittle a stick or something to make a a spear tip almost. So yeah, I learned that lesson the hard way this weekend and that's going to be the center of today's episode because it is gnarly. If you follow me on social media at all, you've seen the bandage and then if you were brave enough to request the unbandaged, unbridled, unrated, explicit image of the wound itself, you got that in your DMs. And I'm on the fence about posting it so we'll just see but before we get into that crazy story and or sales pitch let's figure out this squeaky chair that I've got so I mentioned Friday Top Gun 2 was happening for a second time partially because my wife and my mother-in-law had not seen it and I was not gonna let them go unaccompanied without an expert of all things Top Gun 2. So naturally I went, and it was great, again, the second time. And I admit my full conversion to being a Top Gun 2 fan. And, uh, look, I just gotta say this. It beat all the odds. I've I've said this enough, so I won't belabor it, but it beat all the odds. In terms of, it was set up, most movies in that position are set up for failure. But they did it right, and they did it well. So, all right, let's get on to some funny news that happened, or... Maybe quirky news, because it is one one of the stories. Definitely was a woman dying, so um, that's tragic. But that's not the part we're focusing on. So first and foremost, uh, we'll just go ahead and get into that story. Uh, and I put the links for these because one of them is a video that you just gotta watch. But the other one is a news story I saw: um, an elephant that trampled a woman to death in India, then showed up at her funeral and. ...attacked her corpse. So, really following the double-tap rule from Zombieland, if you're familiar with that classic, where you can never be too sure. And I I can only assume, first and foremost, uh, Elephant Never Forgets, that is so real. I mean, elephants to me are intriguing mentally because they are... So similar to humans in a lot of ways, and that like they live forever. They have, they're actually very intelligent and have very vivid memory good memories, and you can build, you can build a relationship. You know, you can build a relationship with a young elephant and see it years later, and it will remember you type situation. And so, just very interesting. You know, not not as rudimentary and dumb as a lot of animals out there. But yeah, first and foremost, the woman was apparently just at a well in India and this elephant. So I assume it was protecting something or there's some deep, dark history that this woman did something to this elephant, wronged this elephant, disrespected it in front of its family or something. And it tracked her down and trampled her, which is horrible and tragic and, um, definitely going to send prayers to her family. And, but then, the real twist of this situation is, at her funeral, her family is trying to properly mourn her. This elephant said, that's not enough. This woman is a tyrant, and I'm going to treat her as such. And rolls up, throws her in the air, and leaves. Throws her corpse in the air, I should say. Holy crap. So, lesson from this is, don't ever, 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 ever cross an elephant. Because they, and if you, and if your family goes to have the funeral, say you do get killed by, you die by elephant. Fly to a different country or go far, far away to have the funeral or just be sure that the funeral is elephant proof, which I don't even know if that's a thing because elephants are huge and they can literally just bulldoze through trees and change rivers and different things. And I don't know of a thing that could stop an elephant, really, realistically. So, yeah. There's uh, there's one there's one wild story of all right always going to respect the elephant and naturally because they're the size of a bus essentially uh, in the form of an animal that has, is sentient and sentient has a memory so in less sad news uh, this is a this is a live story a deer and this is my own headline on the twist deer tries to rob a bank then quickly remembers it's a deer <laughs> so essentially this is a video. Uh, I saw, I got it from the Daily Wire link in the description. You can go watch it on Twitter. It's great. If you haven't seen it already, definitely go watch it. Basically, anytime it's like deer smashes through front of retail store or you name it and just barrels through the place. I I always wonder what is going on in this deer's mind. Like it has to be like in a panic. It, It wandered into the city and near the street and is freaking out and just trying to get away. And it doesn't, doesn't even comprehend there's glass or anything. Then smashes through glass and is like, Oh, what happened? And then it's like, where, what? This isn't the woods. This is a barber shop. This is a grocery store. This is someone's house. And it's funny because as timid and as fearful as deer, uh, deer are, deers, you, I never want to be in a small space with one because they are frantic. That actually leads them to think, especially if it's a buck and it has actual And Bucks can be aggressive in, like, the rut and stuff. They have actual antlers. At least a doe doesn't have that. But nonetheless, they will just go wild and wreck shop, right? There's that classic scene in, I think it's Tommy Boy where they hit a deer and then they put it, but it's not dead. So they put it in the back and then it wakes up and shreds their car. Yeah, never doing that. Never, ever, ever doing that. Well, anyways, in this video, basically... (laughs) It's this bank security camera footage, and so it's kind of from the corner, and you see the main lobby, and you see the front door, and you just see this deer come barreling through, and it kind of comes over towards the camera, and what I'm assuming are the front desks at the other end of the lobby, and this poor thing has never been on tile, and deer and their hooves don't do well on tile. And so it, it is just losing all traction. Then it goes over to like this desk or this door and, it, and it, it's almost like trying to jump out that way, but it is just wildly confused. So I can only assume that this deer was basically tired of being broke and was like, look, I'm going to go rob this bank. And then it bl- blasts through the window. First of all, the bank was clearly closed. No, not a soul was in there. So nobody's there. So you picked the bank's closed. How are you gonna rob it? Poor planning on this deer's part. And then it jumps in, and then it quickly remembers. Oh wait, I'm a deer. I <laughs> first of all can't grab anything, and I'm also terrified of everything. So how am I gonna come in and rob a bank? Oh, and apparently they're closed. So that's that's my that's my funny thought on that. So those are some couple two uh, fun news fun. Quirky, weird, never cross an elephant, and don't be with the deer in small spaces. In the open field, well, guess what? They'll just run away. They're, they're terrified of you. But in closed spaces, they're going to try and run away as hard and as fast as they can. And in doing so, they will wreck you and everything without even realizing or trying. They're just trying to get away, right? So there you have that. Um, those are two quirky stories. Uh, definitely go watch the deer one. The elephant one is sad because a woman died, but at the same time, I, can, I have to assume she did something to these, to these poor innocent elephants that n- animals in nature wouldn't just recklessly attack. Or would they? Am I being sarcastic? I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. Anyways, so this weekend, the top of the. It wasn't. The, the pinnacle this weekend wasn't Top Gun 2 for the second time. Um, it wasn't either of these news stories. I mean, it wasn't many of it. wasn't me seeing live crabs and crawfish in this local grocery store, just in a bucket crawling around, and you can buy them. It wasn't that, even though that was super cool. It was me clipping, slicing, attempting to sharpen my left index finger. So if you hold your hands out in front of you, unless you're like driving or doing something important, right? And so if you're looking at your left index finger on the outside, if you see your nail, right? And it has kind of the skin on the going up the sides of the nail. So it's on the outside of my left index finger, that little skin that goes right alongside of the nail. I basically slice that off. So, and, and not just like a little bit like (laughs) If you go and see the pictures, if you're brave enough to go and look at the pictures, which I will put in this, I I think are in the, the social media post. Uh, I've decided right here now during recording that I'm going to put them in there, at least some of them. You'll see (laughs) I'm very clearly, at certain angles, I am (laughs) missing a chunk of my finger. Now, I didn't cut the tip off like a lot of people have, and uh, surprise, surprise, I was cutting food, sweet potato specifically, in half, and I didn't have a hefty enough knife. It was plenty sharp, as demonstrated by the damage done to my finger, but... The fingernails, my fingernail, which uh, a tiny bit of that got chipped off as well, saved me from probably cutting just the entire tip of my finger off and having to, like, go to the emergency room and, like, have it reattached or just have a stub finger like some people, like you've seen some people have. who's like, I lost the the end of this finger, right? And it still may be a little wonky because I don't know how it's going to grow back. But, yeah, that happened, and I got a little bit of blood on one half of the sweet potato, so we threw that one away, but we kept and used and ate. Uh, the, the, the non-contaminated parts of that sweet potato. Yeah, so that happened Saturday night, maybe Friday night. I don't, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Saturday night. Yeah, it happened Saturday night. And it instantly, when you, anytime you cut something so deep, it starts bleeding profusely so my nurse wife jumps into action and you know I get it get it under the sink and just trying to rinse it off so I can see see how much of a, my skin I lost my finger I lost and you know it just won't stop bleeding so I get a rag on it and we don't have any stuff here so she has to run to Walgreens I get a rag on it and a clean wash rag wet wash rag and I just put pressure and it hurts like crazy so basically i had bad position um, bad knife choice and was doing too much with the knife and that's what put me at risk for chopping my finger so it's quite literally a double-edged sword when you have really good kitchen knives aka cutco (coughs) which i also sell (coughs) you should buy some and have looked at have found a great new sales pitch from this experience See, so most people look at this experience and be like, I oh, don't know, like you cut, the knife guy cut himself with a knife. And I'm like, you know what? I take this and I'm going to make a positive out of it. I, I, I only see an increase in sales. Not that I'm super active by any means. It's a couple people once a year who get, get a new knife as a Christmas gift. And so that's really my only sales anymore. I'm not super active. But who knows, this might propel me back into the active scene for selling Cutco. Made in America, guaranteed for life. Ooh, man, last knives you'll ever have to buy. Whoa, man, wow, great handles and grips. Ooh, super, super, super sharp. All right, so they... Right, because, um, so I look at this, and the first thought I had was, once it's healed, and who knows how the scar looks and the finger looks, I just, I have this image of me dressed up as a joker and doing the classic, you want to know how I got this scar? You want to know which knife can do such damage? Just imagine the chaos it can create. Now, if properly channeled, Who says it can't slice and dice any food item that might come before it's path? So chaos, properly channeled, can do the right kind of damage, decimating any all fruits, vegetables, meats, any food item, you name it. Now be careful though, because anything that gets in it's path will be sliced. Now, do you want just the knife that did this? Or do you want to go ahead and get, I don't know, the whole set? But anyways, that's how I got this scar. And cut. What do you think? Good? It's obviously Heath Heath Ledger's Joker, but that was my first thought. Do you want to know how I got this scar? And... (laughs) Let me know what you think of that. Is that a good sales pitch? I definitely said that to a couple people. I was like, here's the situation. Do you want to know how I got this scar? Do you want to know which knife caused this scar? And uh, do you want to just get that knife? Or do you want to go ahead and just get a whole set right now? (laughs) All right. If you're not sold on that, I mean, come on. Just send in your orders now. Email me, the show, DM the show. If you want to get some Cutco, you want to get this knife, just the whole set, obviously. Because I know you're sold now. Who doesn't? Love a good Joker bit to sell you some knives, uh, coming from the tragedy of almost chopping the tip of your finger off. And I like to think I was just, I was just trying to make a corner out of a rounded edge, really. <laughs> but yeah. So if, but if that's not your speed, if that's not your speed, um, that's okay. Um, the other pitch was, look, if it'll, if you, if you, you know, this is the damage it can do to your finger. If it can do this to my finger so easily, then just imagine what it'll do to all the foods that you need sliced, dice, trimmed, cut, you name it, right? If it can so easily almost slice the tip of my finger off, how much, how easy do you think it's going to be to take this thing to actual food? So that being said, and, and a little pro hint here, insider information, it's not just the cheese knife, which is the one that did this to me. It's not just the cheese knife, um, which by the way, Cutco may hate that, that I'm doing this. So this is not actually sponsored. We'll see. Hopefully they never find out, but look my sales increase. How could they be mad, right? If I make them money. So you need to call on your order now, but I mean, if it's not just that knife, that'll do it, but all the knives are, are are that sharp and that high quality. So can lop, it can lop the top of your finger off. Then, I mean, it can cut just about anything you need to cut in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely. Uh, But be mindful it's definitely the double-edged sword of really high quality knives that that you experience so fun fact gonna go salesman here right because this was this and this is part of the pitch right and actually a risk that comes with getting high quality knives so i highly encourage everyone to get these knives because they're the last it's the last set of knives that you'll ever own you might think why would i even want that it's like top gun 2 right you you scoff at it and then once you experience like now that i have this set of knives i literally go I don't need another set of knives. There's a few more from them that I want, but I just, I'm like, I, it's one of those things that like, you don't know until you know, and you can't realize until you experience it. And so for me, like, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. I'm just like, I got good knives. Now I've become a knife snob and I take them everywhere with me because then I go and use regular old crappy knives that most people have are in Airbnbs or wherever we're at. And it's just like, Oh, these, suck but uh anyways back to the point at hand having really really good knives actually can run a risk because most people you have crappy knives or most of us are used to crappy 20 30 dollar 100 dollar knives and um that that are probably basically dull when we get them if not dull quickly after the first couple uses and so once you get a really sharp knife, you're used to having to struggle to cut stuff. These things slide and glide and you'll slide and glide, tip your finger right off. So you definitely got to learn good form and good technique. But it's funny. I have a friend who his parents have some and, and he goes, they're not allowed to order any more Cutco because they are constantly, he goes, every time I go over there, talk to him, they've cut themselves. On their on their nice co knives, so this might have turned into an anti-sales pitch, but seriously, uh, second to none, yeah. So that was that was how I turned this tragedy into a sales pitch. You want to talk about blessings from tragedy? Now it's it's p- potential blessings from tragedy. Ready? Is in a little more lighthearted sense, is like, look, I almost cut the tip of my finger off, and boom, it. I saw a jump in in knife sales. That's what I that's what I call making good use of a tragedy. Am I right? So. Anyways, those are my two sales pitches that came out of it, but uh, it was bleeding so much. I got a couple pictures on the first day and then, but we got a bandage. We had to band it tight just to stop the bleeding. That's how you know it's a good cut, right? So I experienced my first telemedicine visit because I have, um, I get those for free through our health sharing. It's not insurance, which I highly encourage everyone to look up um, health sharing plans because they can potentially save you money, even though it's not technical health insurance, but they still operate more or less as insurance. But man, this is just sales pitch day, right? Am I a salesman? What's Should I have retitled this (laughs) me going full, never go full salesman? (laughs) Or this is what, this is what going full salesman looks like. Ah, People tell me like, you should sell this or that. Are you a spokesperson? Look, I just like stuff. And I don't know. I just, the way I come across, I guess I'm, I I know my information and I'm, I'm really excited and I pitch everyone on it. So I don't know. I don't, but I don't like the idea of actually being a formal salesman, even though I might be kind of good at it, but, uh, yeah, anyways, they, um, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah. So we, so we used that because looking at it, it's not like a normal slice where it's like, oh, we could stitch this up, right? The chunk of skin came off, which we had the chunk of skin and it was pretty thick. I have a picture of that too. Probably put it in the post and, um, it was on the counter and we were, there was so much going on that I think I either brushed it off the counter purposely accidentally or threw it in the trash but we're pretty sure that valkyrie uh, the dog she ate it the crumb hawk <laughs> because it all of a sudden was on it was on the counter That's so where my wife left it and then she was like it was there now it's not and so even if we wanted to say try and like put the, put the piece of skin back on and then bandage it and hope it heals back it's long gone now so i was just like well i guess I gotta dig through some poop tomorrow no not really But I hope that was delicious, but not too delicious, Valkyrie, because I don't want to wake up one day and you've gnawed my toes off. But anyways, and so got to use that. That was cool. But yeah, first day really, really sucked. And because really, anytime you're dealing with something that just bleeds profusely, the struggle is... To get a good look at it, to get it bandaged up, and like it's just bleed. And so I've got pictures of like the bloody bandage. So I had it on for a day. And then last night, Sunday night, we we decided to switch out the bandage and, and see and hopefully see some clotting. And we did. And so I was able to get some really good pictures. You might this is the other thing that makes me kind of weird. I look at this and I'm laughing and I'm like excited. I'm like, wow, that looks so cool. Even though it's my own finger that's been chipped, you know, instead of a chipped tooth, I got a chipped finger over here, and who knows if we'll ever be fully normal ever again. I'm I'm sure it'll be numb spot scar tissue my fingerprint's jacked up, and I'm glad it's not the one that I use for my fingerprint scanner on my computer because I have to redo that and all this stuff and but I mean it's done at this point, so I might as well have fun with it and i'm I don't know I've grew up in a family where we're always getting crazy injuries like this, so it's just par for the course at this point, but we um, yeah. So I'm like, Oh sweet. So I got a bunch of different angles explored with portrait mode. And those are probably in the social media post of uh, caution, caution, caution. They are explicit. If you don't do well with blood or injuries, don't go look at them. Plain and simple. I'll see if I can do the blurred where it's like, do you want to see this image? It's graphic or whatever graphic. That's the term I need. And it's a term I've been looking for, but got some sweet angles and good news. It did clot. So now where's because it wasn't, it was bleeding so profusely. The first bandage had to be super tight. Oh, so much pain. This one, it's bandaged again, but now it's loose. So uh, yeah, that's the lesson though for today. To start off your week is that, turns out you can't, <laughs> you can't whittle and sharpen your fingertips, like you would a stick. You can do that with your fingernails maybe. It still might hurt and bleed a little bit, but yeah, can't do that with your fingertips. Uh, fun fact, learn that out. Thank you, sweet potato and cheese knife from cutco but yeah and joking aside well actually joking part of it um seriously though if you do want to check out these knives sometime obviously let me know um you might think it's kind of crazy that i'm just using this as a sales pitch but i'm an opportunist here why not right why not i'm the big proponent look and i'll shoot you straight too not cheap but the question i ask everyone is how much would you pay if you could buy a knife and it be the last time you have to buy said knife, right? Whether it be a chef's knife, whether it be, um, a whole set bread knife, um, just like a, a, a small kind of trimming type knife, a pair of knife, whatever, because that's, that's the kind of guarantee you get it's made in America guaranteed for life. What are you going to do about that? And I've seen the guarantee work. My mom shipped in her 30 year old chipped knife and sent her a new one totally for free. So, and you get free maintenance and sharpening um, polishing. So they're really second to none and it's worth every penny. And that's something I've learned over the years in a general sense. And I've seen from my parents, I mean, they had the same washer and dryer for like 25 years until it finally broke when I was in like middle school, like they had that washer and dryer longer than I was on the earth at that point. I remember they had a little knife that my mom would have to put in. Was it the the top? The washer was top load. And she, so it would close and she had to put a knife kind of in the back near the hinge where it hinges. And because otherwise it wouldn't register as being closed and it wouldn't wash. And so we had this little cheap butter knife <laughs> that you'd walk and you walk through the laundry room and you <laughs> it's as it's going, it's just sticking up, but that knife had to be there. Right. So it's kind of like those little things, they, the little things they put in the batteries of toys to break the connection, the little ribbons and you pull them out. So then it activates it. So it doesn't kill the batteries. That's literally (laughs) what it is. But yeah, my, my parents are the King and queen of buying stuff for longevity. It's something I had never experienced. It's, I think we all, you know, there's, we all definitely know the people who it's just, it's all about to the cheapest deal you can find i'm never going to spend more than this on this type of thing and there are certain things that i do hold true to that like because there is a line right value and cost to an extent can go hand in hand meaning the more you spend the higher value and higher quality you're getting and so i mean value is more subjective and cost is just literally how much it physically costs right and so for someone to justify the cost, they have to see that they have to have that perceived value of that cost. And for some people, they fall into the camp of simply the higher the price tag, the higher the value and the quality, right? So, if it's you know a pair of sunglasses, it's ten dollars, fifty dollars, or a hundred and fifty dollars. The hundred and fifty dollars are the best sunglasses. And then there's other people that say. Um, you know, why would you spend so much? They're, they're just frugal and n- in a non-offensive way, cheapskates. And they say, I'm, I'm, I'm not, it, this thing has n- no perceived value of $150. I mean, $150, that's, you know, three tanks of gas or now half a tank of gas in in, in today's economy. But they see they don't see the value in most things. And so they get everything for free or really cheap because trying to save money. Right. And then there's people that I think fall in the middle that on certain things, they can see that value and spending that money. And then on, but they don't always, but for me, and that's kind of where I stand. for me, there's a line, right? I can say, look, I I can see a value jump and obviously I will do my due diligence and research. I want to know, and I will test it out because it's not true. It's not true to form for every single product in whatever category you're looking at. We're just doing sunglasses right now, right? $10 sunglasses work just fine. But at some point too, with certain things, when, when they are so cheap, you will not treat them well and take care of them. They won't last. And so the argument becomes, you're going to buy $10 sunglasses once, maybe twice a year, every year for 30 years, right? That's $300 over 30 years. If you're doing it once a year, twice a year, it could even be more, right? Now that's over say your adult life or most half of your life even. And Maybe that's worth it to you, right? Now, on the flip side of that, you could buy a $300 pair of sunglasses that are really, really nice. And because you spent so much, you will take care of them because you're saying, I spent $300 on this. I invested that money. And so I'm going to take very good care, make sure they're always in the case, clean, and not going to do anything reckless with them. And those now sunglasses lasting you 30 years, Ooh, those sunglasses, right? So to me, that va- making that value judgment based on the cost and everything, I 300 is too high because I wouldn't, that wouldn't last me. But even if it lasts me 15 years, right, then that's still, uh, I'm not going to do the math. Was that 15? No, it's not $15 a year, but it's like $20 a year. Um, <sighs> Wow. Really blanked out. Normally, I'm pretty good at math. I promise. So that's you know, fifteen twenty dollars, or f- that's twenty dollars a year essentially. And so you're doubling your costs, and it's like, uh but that's still only twenty dollars a year. It's not that expensive. And so you start to look at that that way. But then there's to me, there's just middle ground, right? Ten dollars pair of sunglasses. I probably won't get because I found that for me, it's and I will in certain situations when you need some junk, like for mowing the lawn and stuff, whether it's at risk of getting damaged, and it gives me some junk throwaway stuff. But I look at that and say, I subconsciously, because I spent so little on it, I'm not going to take good care of it. And so really in some sense, I'm throwing that $10 away. Whereas if I spend $50, that's enough money for me to say, I need to take care of these. But then I also see a certain quality jump in the type of sunglasses that I have. And I really like the current sunglasses I have and they're around 50 or 60 bucks. But when I look at $150 pair of say, Oakleys or Ray-Bans, I say, I think at some point you can be buying the name brand. And don't get me wrong, they will be quality and they will probably be arguably the nicest sunglasses you've ever owned, but I don't think their value meets that cost. For me, at most $75 and it is probably the most I'd spend on sunglasses and you might be screaming and saying, "75, I don't pay over 20." Good, that's good for you. But um just know that that $75, it would be I do a lot of research, but that's I don't know how we got here from chopping my finger off. I guess we're closing with this. I don't know. But you know, and that's and that's how we look at things. And so my parents like I said are the king and queen. They make every my dad's had the same chainsaw for 20 years and he just gets it repaired. Sometimes to a fault with certain things I'm like that's so little minuscule it's okay to replace or and say you get something for super cheap and then it lasts five times longer, or twice as long or 10 times longer than the average item that average item would last, um, then to me, it's outlived its, its lifespan. And so it's value. You've gotten bonus value out of that for the cost, right? The value is vastly outweighing the cost at this point because maybe you took care of it or sometimes you know, you get the one that just lasts forever and runs forever, right? Some people, their Xbox 360 got the Red Ring of Death and other people, theirs is still going strong and they haven't had to do one, one iota of maintenance on it in 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is, you know? And that's just some, some just go forever and some don't. And that's how it goes sometimes. But the big question always becomes, did I get my money's worth or did I get more than my money's worth or did I get less than my money's worth? And so for me, while the price tag may be, may be high, when you, when you can shift your perspective to saying like, I want to buy something that'll last. I don't want, you know, since we're talking knives, I don't want these knives to be dull and one month, two months. Now, some people like I've got a cousin, he, he sharpens and maintains the knives And so he gets, they've, they've got, they've had the same knives for a long time. And because he takes care of them and knows how to do the maintenance himself and it's a DIY guy. Yeah. Then, and, and then the knives are quality enough. They're not just cheapo Walmart quality. They're quality enough that they will hold together. And so he can sharpen them and maintain them and It's no different than say having these not you know, it's kind of like iPhone versus Android, right? The Android people, they can, it's more, it's a, it's open source code and they can, there's more customization. And so people who are in that realm can do that but then for a lot of people it's the the iPhone is a user-friendly um, interface and the vertically integrated and that's what appeals to most people so that's the appeal here but uh yeah so if you if you actually are interested in a knife or or just even looking into it please, you can let me know but I by no means really um uh <laughs> who knows expect much to come out of this but I figured why not try it's a funny funny twist on almost chopping the end of your finger off so let me know if you've ever done any kind of injury like this um how it went how it's gone if you chopped off something. I've almost chopped my pinky off on my right hand way back in the day. And I say almost chopped it off. I mean I cut it super deep and had to get like six stitches and like I can see the scar and it still is there's a slight numbness on the outside edge of my pinky when I when I like the feeling isn't fully it's maybe 80% back, 90% back, but there's that little 10%. And so I'm assuming that's what's gonna happen here. But yeah. Uh don't sharpen you know the knives won't sharpen won't sharpen your fingers but and if you want some seriously if you want the last set of knives or last knife of whatever last chef's knife last pairing knife you ever own let me know or you can go browse through cutco's website but just know um as a rep i can give you good deals so there's my sales pitch uh from chopping my that's that's how you turn a, that's how you turn a tragedy of almost chopping or chopping part of the tip of your finger off into a sales pitch and b- potentially boosting your sales goodness why is there nothing I can't do are you not entertained um no is it is it is there nothing I can't be ridiculous about that's really the question I've got to ask but I don't I don't know anymore it's it's we're aces wild at this point so a quick announcement though before we go I do want to let you know that going to a motorcycle rally this weekend. So I'm leaving on Wednesday. Won't be back until Sunday night, Monday, maybe. So episodes are up in the air. This may be the only episode this week. It's kind of a fluid situation. I'm going to try to see if I can get a Wednesday episode recorded and get you out Wednesday. And Friday's a hard maybe, but we'll see. So you may or may not get the, this may be, may or may not be the only episode this week, but I've got some exciting stuff on the horizon. I'm always looking for more blessings from tragedy. So please, if you um have a story you would like to tell um a personal story you want to open up about we've heard some great ones dealing with eating disorders dealing with um a miraculous um across the world adoption dealing with covid college and dealing with um I mean all sorts of things you name it we we've had on the show and they've been really really good and it, it not nothing is too big or too small i mean it could be just a small kind of minuscule I say minuscule, but, but a small personal struggle. I mean, just opening up and talking about our struggles and talking about the good that has come from, the growth that has come from, because we all go through certain struggles. So I'm looking to continue that series, but I need your help. And, um, in a tongue in cheek way, this is uh, my blessing from tragedy. <laughs> the blessing that came out of this is that, uh, rekindled my sales pitch for my knives, <laughs> Oh, this is so ridiculous. But the annoying thing, good news is I can still type. I've got this club finger, but I can still type. The bad news is um, the first thing that I think of. So obviously there's a shock of being injured in any way, shape or form, right? That always sucks. But for me, the thing that bothers me the most anytime I have an injury like this, especially this one being such a deep cut, is I look at it and go, crap. Now I'm going to be gimpy and decompensating compensating and stuff's going to be difficult for the next it's the recovery that's the annoying part. I honestly don't mind injuries all that much. If, it, if we recovered, I don't know, like dogs did. Like, they can recover from a broken leg, like, three weeks or something like that. Like, a severely broken leg. You know, it takes us six, eight, twelve weeks, depending on how bad the break is. And here, I assume this is going to take me a month or more, at least, for this to get fully healed. I mean, it might be functionally healed and four weeks, but still have some pain and I still have to be careful with it. But, uh, I don't know, I'm hoping it's not too, too long. I've got to ride a motorcycle this week. So that'll be interesting. I'll let you know how that goes, but who knows, I might be able to string together an episode from the motorcycle rally. If not, I'll be back here next week to recap all the exciting happenings at the motorcycle rally, the BMW national rally in Springfield, Missouri. So be on the lookout. I might post on some social stuff there, but um, thank you for listening to this episode. Let me know if you want some Cutco and if you can, you can go to my, you can go to the, my personal page or the Ramley Viking podcast page to find the graphic images of my gnarly finger that I have trimmed and clipped up, right? You know, just clipping up the edges a little bit, just trying to slim it up. My finger was looking a little fat. So I thought it needed to be slimmed down and let me know what you think of my Joker sales pitch to give you a laugh. And if so, do you want just that knife for the whole set? And then. Or how about my other sales pitch that's a little less uh, method acting, right? But thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. Thank you for tuning in here. If you want to come on and have a discussion about anything and everything, or you have a lighthearted, fun story, I'm welcome to guests and making this podcast experience, building this community. I'm on this new app called Wisdom, where you can do discussions and build community. I don't know how it's going to go. I might tinker around and try to do some stuff with that, where we could have some crowdsource discussions. I think it's kind of like, what is it? Spaces on Twitter is what I think is what it's called. I don't know, but, um, I, I don't know Well, you can see. You can go get the app, go sign up and go follow me and we'll see. I might try doing a discussion here in the next couple of weeks and we might just keep it lighthearted and just test since we're just testing out. Well, but it's all about wisdom, right? So it's about serious topics. I don't know what we'll talk about. We'll talk about turning, turning something bad, like chopping your finger off into something good, hilarious and fun that you can do despite maybe missing part of your finger. But are you missing any body parts? Um, if so, how did that happen? (laughs) Oh man. Some people might go, Whoa, that's a little bit aggressive. We're here, right? You're missing. It's not going to, you're missing body part. You're missing a body part. There's nothing changing that. So might as well have fun with it. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. All right. That'll do it for me, possibly for the whole week. I don't know. We're going to ride the lightning, see what happens because I got to drive back to Oklahoma, then drive over, then ride a motorcycle over to Springfield, Missouri. So it's going to be quite the fun filled week. Follow along on the social media pages. If you want to see all the adventures happening in real time, if not come back next week to get the full recap of my motorcycle rally, but we'll see you right here next time, either Wednesday, Friday, or next week, or all of the above the Rambly Viking podcast. Uh, be sure to share this. Be sure to follow us on social media, Ramley Viking podcast, follow up. DM me, message me if you want to. If you have any comments and uh, any thoughts, you want to order some Cutco or you want to come on the show, you got a blessing, tragedy, anything and everything. You know how it goes, but we'll see you right here next time. This is your head, Hanyak, signing off.